Welcome back to Songs with Stories, a music ministry. I am Summer Hill, and I'm the host, and today's song is called Gethsemane, in honor of Good Friday, Easter, Holy Week, and Passover. We've got a lot going on in this week. The song Gethsemane is a children's song written by Melanie Hoffman, who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She wrote the song, um, well, the what we have copyright for is 2007, so I'm not sure actually when the song was written, but the collection of songs that this song comes from is copyrighted in 2007. Melanie tells the story of how this came, and as so the project was to write songs about the life of Christ for children. And it progressively got harder as the project went along because she was realizing that she has to write a song about the death of Jesus for children. And she was recognizing the challenge that that would bring and she wanted to approach it in the right way. One day she and her husband were up in the mountains and they were writing. Her husband helps her. And as she was driving back down, the phrase Gethsemane, Jesus loves me, came to her. And then she's like, that's, that's how I do this. Gethsemane happened. The struggle in Gethsemane happened because Jesus loves me. And that's the message I want to share with the kids is that Jesus would go through these things for us because he loved us. She said after that, the rest of the song came easily, and she actually quotes it as being a gift, that it was basically just given to her. So that's the history that I know of, of this song. It's a beautiful song. I heard it for the first time last year, and I'm like, hi, I gotta know this song. So hence I'm learning it and and going to share that today. Um, A brief history of Holy Week and Passover because today, of course, is Good Friday, and it's also the start of Passover. They don't usually, well, they don't always coincide. They have coincided throughout the centuries. I'm sorry, coincided, coincided throughout the centuries uh, numerous times. And this year, we're lucky enough to have them coincide on the same day. So Passover begins for our Jewish friends, and the celebration of Good Friday starts today for the Christian community. Um As a brief summary of what happened, Christ was celebrating the Passover the night that he performed the atonement. So Holy Week begins basically on Sunday with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And then the rest of the week through Wednesday, he is fulfilling different prophecies from Isaiah and other prophets. Then Thursday, Passover begins and he and his apostles go into the upper room. Uh, I don't know of, uh, was it the, the temple? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, they call it the upper room. I'm assuming it was the temple. And Jesus breaks bread and passes wine. And he's observing the Passover, which is appropriate for him as he was Jewish. The Passover tradition and celebration was based off of the um, deliverance of the Jews from Egypt, from Pharaoh's um the captivity that Pharaoh kept them under. It was the last of the plagues um, that finally convinced Pharaoh to let them go. And what happened was the destroying angel. So you had to 
to sacrifice a lamb, put its blood over your doorpost, and at night, at that that night, the destroying angel would pass by the homes that had the blood on the doorposts. So the Jewish homes had that, the Egyptian homes did not, and death came to all the homes that did not have the blood on the doorposts. And so when Pharaoh uh, was told of what was going on, he was like, fine, get out. He basically chased them out of Egypt, the, the Jewish people. And um, there was so much pain now. And so the Jews were freed from slavery and free to go worship God as they chose. So that is pass- the Passover and why that happened. It celebrates deliverance from slavery. And the Jews since that time have carried and told that story to their children by by celebrating um, the Passover, which is an eight-day um, festival, basically. Um, and maybe my Jewish friends, if you have corrections or additions, feel free to add them on my blog, um, which is also called Songs of Stories, a music ministry. So if you have comments, you can go over there. Anyway, so Jesus, of course, had been taught this tradition. And so when Passover began, they began with the Holy Meal that night, of breaking the unleavened bread. Um, the cool thing about the unleavened bread, it's called matzah, and it also comes from that uh, the Exodus event. The children of Israel were basically being chased out of Israel, and they had to leave so fast that they didn't have time for their bread to rise. And so during the Feast of the Passover, you cannot have any leaven nothing with leaven. And so that includes certain, um, you know, of course, breads and grains and things like that, but alcohols too. So you have to be very careful. But they do allow um, wine during that because it doesn't, it's not going against the kosher laws. Anyway, so, um, so with that, I would say, Kag Sabeat, no, I said it wrong, Kag Sabeach, to our Jewish friends. And I believe that means um, just wishing you well on your holiday. So while Jesus was observing the Passover, they finished it up. And then that night, um, let me go through this, Thursday night, um, they quietly leave their dinner and they go to a very small garden called the Garden of Gethsemane. And the apostles stay outside of the garden, and Jesus goes in alone and prays. And during this prayer, this is when he suffers for the sins of the world, and he feels all the agony that we could ever feel. And not just agony that, you know, uh, uh, agony from our own actions, but agony from the pains that have been caused by either other people or just life's circumstances. I believe that every family, every person has um, difficulties in our lives that come from no fault of our own. They're just the things that occur to us during life, and they can cause a lot of pain. Um, for for example, families that have disabilities in their family, there's, that is no, nobody caused that per se, but it's a struggle that the family has, and Jesus suffered and understands the disabilities. He understands the injustices and the abuses. This is when he did that. This is when he felt all that and got, gained that empathy, is in this quiet little garden alone. He even asked if the 
if the cup could be removed from him, he knew that it was going to be... Oh, I don't even have a word. It's so incredibly difficult. Um, so his words were, Father, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. And so he, he performed the atonement, knowing he had to, even though he's going, I really, I really don't want to. <sighs> but he did. So um, that's what makes him able to understand all of our pains. Friday morning, early is when um, he comes out of the garden. He wakes up his apostles who couldn't stay awake and support him during that. Bless their hearts. They were so tired. He's betrayed by one of his apostles. He's taken to court and tried by local authorities. And then he's crucified that afternoon. And he dies fairly quickly um, for a crucifixion that the... um, Roman crucifixion was one of the most atrocious ways to die. I won't get into the details of it because it'll hurt. It just it just hurts. But it usually takes a lot longer than three hours. So in a way, it's kind of miraculous that Jesus was able to die. It's also beautiful that one side of him, so he's, he's centered between two thieves. One thief doesn't believe. One thief does. And Jesus says, when... When he's completing the crucifixion, he says to the thief that believes, Today you will be with me in paradise. So even in his greatest agonies, he is still reaching out and lifting people. What a beautiful example. (laughs) So, Good Friday happens right after Passover. (laughs) Um, Saturday is the Sabbath for the Jews. We don't know a lot about what happens on Saturday. We assume that they are in mourning and that they are observing to keep the commandment of of resting on that day. And then Sunday, Jesus goes, or Jesus, literally, he left the tomb. But we find Mary at his tomb, which, by the way, his tomb was a borrowed tomb from Joseph of Arimathea. Um... Mary goes to finish embalming Jesus' body. And when she gets there, the stone is gone. And the tomb's open. And I can imagine her distress and fear about, Oh, where is he? I'm not done taking care of my master. And so she's there in great struggle. And she hears a voice behind her say, Mary, or not Mary, he didn't say her name yet. But he just said, who are you looking for? And she thinks he's the gardener and says, if you've taken him somewhere, let me have him. I will care for him. And then the supposed gardener says, Mary. And she recognizes the voice. And then she suddenly sees that he, her Lord, is alive. So her distress Her fear, her anguish is so suddenly switched to relief and joy. That's Easter, is the beautiful deliverance from death. So these three holidays, Passover, Good Friday, and Easter, celebrate deliverance. Passover celebrates deliverance from slavery. Good Friday, deliverance from sin. And Easter celebrates deliverance from death. What a glorious 
hopeful message. Is there anything more beautiful than the message of a Savior? With that, I wanted to share with you the song Gethsemane. And as you listen to the words written by Melanie Hoffman, um, she so succinctly puts it in a beautiful way. The verses that say he felt all that was sad, wicked, or bad. All the pain we would ever know. And then he fought to keep his promise made long ago. Don't we all fight to keep our promises? And if we did keep our promises, can you imagine how much better our world would be? I'm not going to close the podcast at the end of the song. When the song is over, that will be the end of our podcast today. So I just wanted to leave you with these thoughts from Gethsemane. Jesus climbed the hill to the garden still. His steps were heavy and slow. Love and a prayer took him there to the place only he could go. Gethsemane, Jesus loves me. So he went willingly to Gethsemane. He felt all that was sad, wicked or bad, all the pain we would ever know. While his friends were asleep, he fought to keep his promise made long ago. Gethsemane, Jesus loves me, so he went willingly to Gethsemane. The greatest pain that ever was known, the biggest battle that ever was won. This was done by Jesus. The fight was won by Jesus. Gethsemane. Jesus Jesus.